Bandwagon Nerds is taped in front of a live studio audience. again fellow basement dwellers welcome back to yet another edition of bandwagon nerds here on the chair shot radio network a part of the chairshot.com i am your host the lawyer dave unger coming in here this week patrick o'dowd as you guys heard last week out for the next couple weeks because he's got to work and do all that fun shit so we have decided to put this that 70s project on hiatus for a couple weeks because a i don't want you know we we want patrick to be a part of it and b it's not as much fun if we're not triggering patrick at some point by telling him that fantasy island is a fucking show from the 70s i don't care if there are more episodes in the 80s it's a 70s show folks and dallas damn it dallas is a little iffy ray but we'll get to that it's it's that's that's a that's a tougher one but you know, you know how Switzerland I was last week? That was hilarious. I, I knew everybody should have had a time. I didn't tip Patrick's hand, uh, the hand to Patrick. I even I even pulled the Hardy Boys music for Dave over there, which was brilliant, that was by the brilliant. way. Love it. it got so bad that Patrick decided to put a poll up this week whether he should st- stop bitching about this stuff. My wife jumped on I, there and b- voted, yes, you need to stop. I, no. No, it's good. It's good radio. Good podcasting. I like you know, it. it's we we got a good thing going here. It was fun. It was fun. You guys have heard some voices going around here. Let's turn it over to the Reverend Ray Cash first. Rev, welcome back yes. to the show. Thank you for coming on today to talk some uh, kind of a hodgepodge episode of Bandwagon Nerds. Since we're not watching any shows, we're taking a break from the project, and uh, you know, we got this kind of interesting episode going on. How are you doing, man? I'm good, man. So basically what it sounds like to me is we all could have skipped this damn show today. That's what it sounds like. There's a streak on the line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like the Undertaker streak right now. Bro, don't you know about the beauty of kayfabe? Say it happened and I believe it happened. We don't have to actually have to do this yet. This isn't the DWI podcast. Okay, fair enough. And you run into a situation like you did with the cage match on Raw last week. You promised it, you promised it, you didn't deliver, and now you've got heat with the IWC. The twenty-seven will, will riot. How hilarious <laughs> would it be if we didn't do a show this week and then, like next week, we just no, did an extra number? <laughs> just like, hope you enjoyed the show last week. <laughs> See if the twenty-seven people notice that. Hey, you guys skipped a number, damn it! Uh, also coming back to the show, of course, the live studio audience, the one and only PC Tunny. Tunny, uh, always great to have you here, of course. Would you like to introduce our, our newest guest, since you're much more familiar with him than any of the bandwagon is, and and, so, and pump him up a little. We've got somebody new joining the nerd cadre today. I, 
Ray, Ray is also extremely familiar with, with DJ, maybe more so. Um, but DJ has had a lot of good times over on DWI, and we're lucky enough to have him come on every once in a while. Um, and in doing so, we've had conversations post, pre, during show about things outside of wrestling. And, and DJ is a freaking nerd. Uh, he's into all the Marvel and DC and all the movie scene and a lot of pop culture things. So I'm always, you know, when you when you when you don't know someone as as well as you want to, and you're getting to know them, um, and DJ and I know each other pretty well now. I mean, um, you always like to find out what their other needs because DJ is a really good podcaster, and I thought he'd be a great addition to fill in when we needed a a third or fourth chair here uh, on Bandwagon Nerds. Yeah, I mean, since we know Aesop is big timing us as always. So yeah, I mean, we got to have yeah, Patrick we, works. So we, Patrick we got works. DJ from the mindless wrestling podcast right here. Absolutely. Speaking I, of, a speaking worthy of edition that. of the nerd cadre here. Don't worry. We're going to introduce you for 10 minutes. Then you can talk. <laughs> Hold on. DJ. It's not your turn yet. Ray. Speaking of that, I know our normal fill in is Aesop, who is a current and very talented, uh, independent wrestler. Well, why not replace him with a former independent wrestler who, uh, what was your finishing move? It was never officially given a name, but let's basically, you set it up like you're going for a DDT, you pick him up and you take a face bump with him. It never officially got a name. The headlock of doom. I mean, I, I, could, I could be extremely politically incorrect and told you what my buddy and I called it because I'm Italian. He's part Italian. We called it the WAP drop. Um, so <laughs> extremely there goes, there goes politically our Italian incorrect. Audience, our Italian audience just checked out on us. So. Might as well start early, right? <laughs> I can no longer listen to this show. We're down to 25 listeners. Damn it. Uh, so. <laughs> anyway, uh, DJ, thank you so much for coming on the show. And we're gonna we are gonna talk some nerdy stuff today, but we're gonna kick this episode off by uh, we are not watching any shows. Uh, we have discussed The Last of Us, and we are gonna talk about The Last of Us a little bit later on. Uh, we have talked about reviewing that show, but it seems the consensus is that everybody wants to wait till the show's done and then watch it all in one big chunk, which is gonna be a very big chunk. These episodes are an hour to an hour and twenty minutes long. Um, so I think that's coming somewhere down the pike. But we've got other shows that are coming up. But we're not watching shows right now. So we're going to go over to the trailer park immediately and talk some trailers. And then we'll catch up on the back end to talk some news. Right. We need to. Yeah, you guys, we need banjos here. And, and, and DJ, oh, I can do it DJ needs to understand that a lot of stuff you hear, it's all post-production. So just imagine green screen, DJ. You know, Just pretend that you're hearing Foggy Mountain Breakdown and some banjos going. Tony and Ray, of course, are going to try and enhance that experience by making it worse. So, you know, go ahead, fellas. Do you want to start or did you want me to start this time? Oh, no, sir. Be... You are the illustrious man. Sure. I, I will follow your lead. You we could rock, paper, scissors for it. No, I, I, I believe in PC Tony. I think you should go first this time, though. Make enough for cutting me out of another podcast right before the show. But I You unplugged it? This is an electric, is an electric, uh, electric banjo. banjo. Steve Martin is unimpressed. But let's actually get the real music in here and talk some trailers. That was Patrick's favorite part of the show.
All right, guys. First trailer we're going to talk about today. We're is uh, is we're going to talk a video game right off the bat here. We got the first trailer for WWE 2K23. The one and only John Cena, who will be the cover athlete, gracing it, uh, having a lot of fun with Bad Bunny, Austin Theory, and some other people, uh, Logan Paul as well, and then playing video game, the game on the couch. Triple H and Bad Buddy walk by. Hey, John. And like, wait, they can see me. So I thought that was really clever. March 17th, 2023. Details about the game emerging. Um, one thing I heard about that really excites me, fellas. War games. Going to be a part of the game. We don't know if it's going to be available in all the modes. I've heard some distressing things that it's only going to be available. Not in like my GM or universe, which makes no sense. But... Um, Tony, I'm going to kick this over to you first. You were the one who actually got me to buy WWE 2K22 because of A, your react, your recommendation to it, and B, because I got tired of dealing with the glitchy, broken bullshit that was 2K20. And it's like, fuck <clears> this, <throat> enough. So, uh, Tony, what are your thoughts on the trailer? Uh, what are your thoughts on the game? Are you interested in this thing? We've Cody's going to be back in game. Bray's going to be back in game. Uh, I, I, I love reading the reactions of people online that, WWE 2K23 is going to come out, you know, or like 2K25 will come out before AEW's Fight Forever actually like reaches the shelves. I thought that was funny. But what are your thoughts, Tony? 2K23, March 17th, St. Patty's Day. Not that far off, man. Yeah, if they keep everything they did in 22, where your own superstar could go back and forth between NXT, Raw, and SmackDown, pick their own storylines, multiples available. Um, very in-depth character creation. The only thing that they didn't have was what they're going to have this time around because the GM mode was really good there. Um, but now you're going to get to go back and try and win the matches John Cena lost. That's that's fun. That's That's really cool. That's something different. And that's something that, I mean, I thought they had it a couple 2Ks ago where you go in and you win matches that in history – Right. To kind of gain like uh, um, hidden characters, I believe it was. And you had to do it on different difficulties. But the whole John Cena storyline seems really cool where you kind of get to you get to be him and you get to win those matches for him um, that he lost and make him an even bigger big match, John. So I love the engine of the game right now. I, I love everything about what they're doing with it. And when you add this kind of thing to it, hopefully you don't lose anything in the sauce. And as far as the hell in a cell or, or the war games things go, at least it's there this year. They can get better the next year. They don't always get things right the first time. So however they needed to get it there, that's, that's great. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Definitely. Yeah, I was watching some stuff online about that. There's a mode in 22 where there's a backstage thing that is kind of like the loose outline of where they want to put the two rings and how they want to put it together. So yeah, they, they've obviously been thinking about it for a while, um, Ray, I don't know. Are you, are you a 2k 23 guy or do you just want to talk about the Royal rumble, uh, and, and get into all that? Uh, or, or do you play WWE video games to, uh, reference the famous meme? Why not both? Okay. Um, if you can tie it both I, together in less than 10 minutes, I will be very impressed. I'm not going to do the rumble. I'm, I'm, I mean, look, cause I don't want to get in trouble and get popped and get, get no, punished. I'm, you can find Ray's Royal rumble thoughts on pot war this week. Yes, in two weeks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I deserve that. Um, no, so first and foremost in the game, uh, I love the idea. 
so they have a showcase mode every year, right? And last year's 2K22 was really fun with Rey Mysterio because unlike what they're doing with Cena, you got to relive his matches and, of course, win them. And they kind of vacillated between you wrestling, playing the game, and then having the clip. It was really fun. It was really fun to do, right? And matches you wouldn't expect to be on there, like the match with Grandma Talik and the match with Ziggler and the match with Samoa Joe. And they feud was like six weeks. But it was some fun stuff. So to have to have that Cena feud, to have the Cena thing, showcase mode, and dog, one of the greatest matches of all time, I gotta replay it, is one night stand Cena versus Rob Van Dam. And I gotta see the the, the, yeah. the shirt being thrown and him coming out with his head down and the title up. I can't wait, bro. Um but uh yeah, war games, the new people, and of course, the twenty twenty-three Royal Rumble winner, Adrenaline. On the game, there goes that boy Cody Maine. Cody Rhodes, got to him. Uh, yeah, they're gonna. I know they're gonna do the springboard technology with the that they did in twenty two, the integrating of the live action merging into the game. I thought they pulled that off really well with Ray Mister. Give me uh, Style <laughs> Cena at like uh, either SummerSlam or the Rumble as a. It's got to be SummerSlam, the one that he want, the one that AJ won. Yeah, yeah. hopefully not the, not money in the bank, wrong. but yeah, SummerSlam. DJ, uh. I don't know. Do you do you play the WWE video games? And if so, what are your thoughts about uh, about the trailer? And you know, is this something that uh, you're going to be picking up day one? Pre order. Bad Bunny is a pre order bonus, man. Um, let's see. The last WWE game I played was uh, 2K19. Uh, didn't get 2K20 just because Smart. nobody in my little sphere had anything good to say about it. I'm like, you know what? I'm not spending money on it. Garbage. I'm the world's worst gamer. Like, no, like I play. But I don't get into like the the GM mode and the story modes and all the all those the showcase things. I live in create a wrestler mode, uh, create a match mode, and I, I'm pretty I'm pretty easy as far as my games go. Give me a good create a wrestler mode. Let me have customizable matches, and that was something that they did away with for a short period of time. I think in sixteen and seventeen, you had very limited options as what you could do. I would play like a Iron Man tables match, and I love that shit. You know how many how many tables can you put somebody through? It was awesome. I said to me, I'm in my zone there. So if you put that in there, and you have a decent creator wrestler, I, I'm happy as a clam. So on pre 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 game, no, probably not. I probably won't buy it as like a pre option. I'll probably wait because I'm cheap again. I wait till stuff goes on sale. Yeah, I feel like I'm waiting for somebody to like really mod the shit out of the game <clears throat> like you know how half-life got modded and we got counter-strike born out of that which is like you know one of the greatest team battler games of all time i'm really waiting for somebody to mod the shit out of 2k and come up with like a create a match where you where everything opens up to you instead of like kind of what they limit it to you like redo the code so like create some match type like iron survivor you know how big of a file do you want to have to download and how slow do you want it to be in between doing what you want to do is basically on the consoles on the computer next gen baby no but i mean think about well i mean that's going to be a lot because think about all the things they need to keep in there for create a character i mean that's like all you know and then to what well then what's the hiccup then why can't they do it tell me what the reason is why they won't do the right thing open because source 2K engine be tripping yeah, and 2K be engine. tripping yeah they don't they don't want to open the code up to everybody i i get it you know that's why i'm surprised it hasn't been modded to shit by now by somebody out there to say we're going to crack this code and put this all out there but they don't do it to ea that much either so maybe there's 
some reason. But anyway, yeah, it looks it looks good. I, I think the Cena showcase mode is going to be great. I want to see what they do with war games. That's a match type that a lot of us have wanted for a while. I mean, if it's done right. But yeah, it's like, man, wait, you're telling me in universe mode when I get to Survivor Series, I can't make a war games match. That seems a little dumb. But I yeah. feel like war games this year will be like a beta test version. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like Tony was saying a few minutes ago, you know, in the next generation's game, 24, five and beyond, I have a feeling they'll perfect that whole that whole engine. I agree. And and uh, yeah, it's a WWE, the 2K series. This, I, I'm I'm all about the more sim version. Like universe mode is my rise. Tony got me into my rise as were, but I'm all about universe mode and seeing just how it all plays out because I'm in control of it. The computer's in control of it. Let's see how the computer's going to fuck this thing up. Um, so anyway, um, let's get <laughs> Tony. The next trailer is a movie that the trailer looks like, man, this movie has, it looks way better than it has any right to be. Tony was the one who kind of talked about the trailer. I saw it when I saw Puss in Boots a few weeks ago and I was like, this looks really, really good. Ray, I want to get your impression on this thing first. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves coming out. Uh, when is this thing coming out? March, right? March is going to be a big month. Jesus, man. Lots of stuff happening in March. Your thoughts on this trailer uh, for Dungeons and Dragons with uh, who's this? Chris Pine is in this one and uh, mm-hmm. Michelle Rodriguez. It a plethora just, of stars. A plethora of stars. I think Hugh Grant is in there as well. If I saw Hugh that Grant's correctly. in there. It, Greg A. Sean Paul from uh, Bridgerton. Dude, this, I think Crystal. I know Cristobal's done with Lock and Keys. So did Cristobal? Did is that where he went? Ray? Did he show up in this Dungeons and Dragons movie? Is that what they dropped him off in the wrong hood? Apparently, so. <laughs> he ain't selling bricks no more. He's selling oaks. Is that what we're doing now? That's selling, what it is. selling dragon shit or something. I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> so, as a guy who never played D&D, wrong hood. As, as, as a person who never played D&D, but who actually wanted to try it, um, what I like about the movie is the movie doesn't feel like people describe the game to me. Yet it has the same tenets. It's got the bard. It's got the wizard or whatever he is. It's got the barbarian and all the stuff. So that's cool to me. Also, it has the right amount of comedy, but not so much that it takes away from the imagery you're seeing. Trey looks great. Movie looks fantastic. Um, and also, when I first, I don't know D&D, right? So I don't know the characters like that. I know they made the joke about him being a bard at the uh in the first trailer but then i did a little research and apparently bard is like a really powerful character i thought he was just a dungeon master so it's 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 a learning experience for me i can't imagine how you people who actually played the game would perceive the trailer uh, you actually play the game dave so right yeah oh right? doubt is somewhere screaming at him. His, his radio right now. Bards aren't dungeon masters. That's a completely separate. Well, thing. I know that. I didn't know that. I'm openly admitting. I was in an active it. game. Dave, are you in an active game? I'm not in an active campaign now. I know Pat is. So, are you in? I are you think, in one? Or is DJ? No. Uh, Patrick and Andrew are. Andrew Belaz both are. I know that. I know that there's nights that they're not available because they're in an active yeah. active game. Interesting. I'd love to find one. Honestly, 
<laughs> well, I know we've talked about uh, doing one on here as well. But the funny thing about Dungeons and Dragons is, and like Ray's talking about, these characters look really cool and they look really fleshed out. The great thing about D and D is that there are no preset characters. You make your own character, and they evolve mm. as you go through the campaign. They get gear, they they level up, they do all this stuff. So it's like from the standpoint of the movie, it's like okay, we we've got you know I think you know you can say that. Well, Chris Pine's character is like a generic archetype and Michelle Rodriguez is some generic archetype that we've maxed out and we're doing this movie surrounding that. So I agree with you. It lo- it looks really phenomenally fun, uh, like way more fun than it has any right to be. DJ, do you play D&D? And, and if not, or if so, what do you think of this movie? Um, I have played D&D in the past. I've kind of dabbled in it. My girlfriend is the D&D nerd. She's got the book. She used to play with her ex-husbands. Like she can, she can... Where were, you, where were you yesterday? Uh, right. <laughs> um, so I know a little bit about it. I know, you know, obviously building up your stats and your character as you go along. Um, the, the only, my only experience playing with was with a horrible GM, which coincidentally is one of her ex-husbands. Um, go figure. That's a whole, that's a whole story. Um, you, you, you really tell the uh, extra story here, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a light, it's a light story. It's a, it's a light uh, news week. Go ahead. We got time. Okay. So, my girlfriend Tina, she and I, I'll give you, I'll, I'll take you down memory lane here a little bit. Oh, she boy. and I met when we were both in high school. She's about a year and a half younger than me. She was dating this guy named Joe. Her and Joe got married going out of high school. He went in the army. Uh, they got divorced like, I don't know, like a year, a year, year and a half, maybe two years into it. She split from him, met her second husband, got married and disappeared for like 17 years before they got divorced and she and I got together. Joe and I, her first husband, were kind of mutuals with another guy that I had been friends with since like sixth grade and they all played D and D together. Well, years after Tina and Joe split, I got back together, kind of hooked back up with Joe and him and this guy, group of guys were all playing D and D together. And I'd always been curious, you know, I never really understood the concept behind it, wanted to play it, you know, so I, you know, hooked up with them a few times and he was just horribly ridiculous. Like, and she even said that about him when they would play together. What, when, when he was like, the DM, he was like God mode DM. And she's like, he was so annoying to play with that she just didn't enjoy it. And and I found that to be true. And I like the, the one thing about it, I, my ADHD kicks in. And when it takes, when I'm sitting down with you guys three, four, five times, and we're still creating characters, I check out. Yeah. Like, can I roll, create my character in a day, like in one sitting and then get into this? And apparently with them, the answer was no. So <laughs> I kind of fell out with it. Um, getting back to the movie, though, I don't want to drag too far and, you know, take over the show uh, from from everything you said there. I just I, I got the notion that Fantasy Island and Dallas are 80s shows. So that's not what the fuck. Yeah, how how, how did you hell? extrapolate that, man? How did you connect those dots? I'm the only one here defending your honor while you're away. I just want you to know that. <laughs> hey, Patrick's a good DM from everything I hear. You and, and Dungeons and Dragons, the DM can make it or ruin it, and it sounds like DJ's ruined it. He did. Now, quick question: Do you guys play online, or are you guys all face to face gamers? I mean, I'm, I would face to face here, but you know, I mean, it, okay. Because Tina's oldest son plays it online with folks. I have no idea how he does it because he was asking me when I first started podcasting, he was asking me about podcasting. What do I use? Because he was thinking about doing like video chat with his buddies because he was in the army as well. And he's got friends all over the country that play. And if you guys were ever interested in that, I could talk to Tina and we would definitely try and maybe set something up with you guys. You could do it by Zoom. It'd be a little bit tricky, but you could do it that way. Sure. Well, okay. Actually, actually. 
I reached out to all you guys almost a year ago, half a year ago. I bought a wrestling D&D game that I wanted to do. And we could record it and put it out on the chair shot and do all chair shots to rest stuff for our chair shot friends. I can see Patrick's reaction in my mind's eye right now to this suggestion. I, I like the suggestion, Ray. Show sure, you fucking ass. You know what I love? You know what I love about this mistake we've given Patrick? It's like anything we do, he hates. I'm taking a sip of water. Damn it, Rance! It's like can a drink. He is the number you one. You sip him with your left hand. Sip with your right. He's the number one chair shot villain for a reason. Rance. Folks. May not have voted for it, but we all agreed we'd go thirsty this week, okay? So just fucking deal with it. Oh. Anyway, the trailer looks amazing. I'm looking forward to it. It, it me, I love even if it ends up being schlocky, I didn't dislike the D D movie that came out, what, about 15, 20 years ago with uh Jeremy Ooh. Irons. I didn't hate it. I liked the World of Warcraft movie well enough. So oh, even you? if this is a stinker, oh, I did, I enjoyed it very much. Um, even if this is a stinker, I'll find something about it to enjoy. Doesn't look like a stinker. It looks like a lot of fun. Tony, you were the one who mentioned this trailer. I mean, I, I imagine you're all in on this bad boy. I got to see the trailer in the theater in 3D. Oh, cool. Yeah, same. Yeah. I did same actually. Same. Was yep. it Black Panther? That was what's that? Did you see it in Black Panther? Was that when you saw it? I believe that's what it was. That's when I first saw it too. Yeah. Um or it might have been it might have been Thor, actually. Was it that far back? It might have been different. different oh, one of the first not, trailers not the, for that came trailer. out months ago. Yeah, this yeah. Is like, I remember seeing a D and D trailer not, back before the they turn of the year. They had a teaser. I, this was the big yeah. one. Um, it just looked really good. It looked really cool. You know, yeah. like everything you in your mind's eye that you that is so important in D and D and sitting down and, and doing all that is is it was just kind of out there and in and, and someone's imagination come to life. So. The talent that they've accrued, hopefully they can tell a good story because you can't really tell from a trailer for the most part, but it just, it looks great. I'm going to go see it in 3D because that's what I do. That is what you do. And it's not a bad, a bad call to go and see that one in 3D. So yeah, I think Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Honor Among Thieves, the official trailer gets nerd approved here. Uh, we're going to go in a much darker direction. And this is actually something that is now already out on Paramount Plus, uh, Shout out to Aesop. Aesop was the one who sent this uh, trailer over. Teen Wolf. Um, this is <laughs> certainly not to be confused with the Michael J. Fox movie from the 80s. This was a a much darker, much more menacing sort of trailer. Uh, I'm going to kick it over to our, our newfound friend, DJ. First, DJ, did you watch this trailer? And is this is this something in your wheelhouse? I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you here. I caught like a snippet of the trailer. I haven't seen much. Is this associated with the Teen Wolf TV show? Like, is this spun off from that or is this completely separate from that universe? I don't know. I've never watched a Teen Wolf TV show, but from what I gathered from the, uh, the trailer, this looks like something different. Yeah. It's already out on Paramount plus January 26th. Ray, do you have any insight into this trailer, this this show? Of what are your? Is this related to the TV show? Is this this is where I need Aesop? Aesop, get on the phone. Um, I don't know if you caught any of this. Before I forget, can I just say uh, happy birthday to Aesop yesterday? Oh, from happy all birthday, of us, Aesop. Yes, Saturday, I believe Saturday was his birthday, and he had a comedy show with a blizzard. I hope enough people showed up. So happy, happy birthday! birthday. Happy, Cheers! Happy, happy birthday! Happy birthday, Aesop! The violin gentleman. Um, can I ask you a question? I don't know. Sure. That's your <laughs> answer. I don't, I don't know. 
Tony, oh. you got you got any insight on this Teen Wolf trailer or the show or anything? I don't. If you want to talk about Michael J. Fox and Jason Justin Bateman, I'm Jason Bateman I'll, over there. Or, or Justine Bateman. She's pretty awesome. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. The idea of lycanthropy in TV and movies, I think it's cool if in certain situations. But the and I and I'm a fan of teen dramas. One of my favorite shows is Degrassi. Hate all you want. Don't give a fuck. This just didn't do it for me, man. This felt a little too cheeky. Too cheesy. So like yeah, I, it I could be that. really good, but it just felt Yeah, I, I literally didn't even know this existed until yesterday. I was thumbing through something and saw a Teen Wolf thing, and I'm like, I thought that show ended. I honestly my first thought was I thought the show ended. The movie is a 2023 American supernatural thriller teen drama film directed by Russell Mulcahy. I don't know what it is. And written by Jeff Davis. The film is a continuation of the MTV series Teen Wolf and features most of the cast reprising their roles. Okay. That answers that question. I never watched the show. You guys watch the MTV show. I mean, I just, it, it just didn't. It didn't interest me, but you know, Aesop shared the trailer, and I well, looked at the trailer. It's like this is this is does not feel like the Michael J. Fox thing at all. What was no, better, Teen Wolf or dark. Teen Wolf Two? Michael J. Teen, Fox or, 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 or Jason oh, first, Bateman? First one, Teen, for sure. The boxing had had its moments though, with the guy, with the other guy and the fat kid. And, no. no, okay, no, well, fine. Screw you guys. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> well, or given given that we are so knowledgeable on the Teen Wolf subject, let's let's switch to something else that I know Tony and I are not knowledgeable about at all. But Patrick shared a Me te- Patrick shared a teaser trailer for this, and I gave Tony the much more expanded version of the trailer, um, Party Down, which I guess is a show. Patrick explained this to us, Tony. You want to read his if you can find his response to where you and I are like, I'm not familiar with this thing, but I tell you. This trailer, this comes out February 24th on Stars, and um, the trailer, I don't know anything about the show. I don't remember it. Patrick was very high on this thing. Um, this extended trailer, though, I'm like, okay, now I'm definitely interested in this whole thing. Go ahead, Tony. What did Pat say about this? Well, he put out the the kind of thing that it's coming back, and there's some people that are acting in this that I definitely love. And I was like, I don't remember this and I had never watched it. And, uh, and in a serious manner in which I'm not always, I'm usually, you know, being ultra facetious and, and, you know, kind of an asshole, but I'm you? like, Hey, no, what was this actually? Kind of? about? But, <laughs> but I st- but I'll still check up on you. Um, uh, Party Down was this great comedy that followed the lives of struggling actors working for a catering company in Hollywood. It premiered back in 2009 and only ran for two seasons. It was one of the shows that was critically well-reviewed and loved by the audience that found the show. Unfortunately, it was canceled due to low ratings and the departures of Jane Lynch and Adam Scott to shows like Glee and Parks and Rec. And it, and I guess they're coming back. So, like, that kind of talent. We, we always talk about, like, my biggest thing, and, and you guys too, I, I just rely on it a little more, is casting. Like people that can go in and get the job done. That's what you want to see, regardless of what you're watching. Yeah. So it's clear from this trailer that you got all the cast members back and it looks like they have not done much with their lives since we last saw them in 2009, because they're back to this catering business and everything that goes with that. And it looks the trailer I I gave you guys today. And I don't even know if Pat's seen it yet. uh, Two minutes of this stuff, which was really funny. And I'm like, I don't know anything about this show, but I'm definitely, after watching this trailer, I'm interested 
in this whole thing. Ray, did you happen to catch this trailer? And uh, are are you curious about this, or what did you think? No. Wow. I mean, I'm sure, many I'm, sure words. I'm, I'm sure it's fun. I'm sure I'd enjoy it. You know how much shit there is to watch right now. Well, you know, true. so that's and 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 I don't have the the relationship with it that Patrick did. Like it'd be one thing if I had watched it before or whatever. Well, it's on stars too. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got stars because you know I, I watched Power and all that and stuff, so I okay. got stars. Um, well, but yeah, for a lot of people, they might have stars. Then you're then you're just abusing that power. Then no one man should have all that power. Ray Ray's oh, Ray's known yeah. for abusing his power. Hey Ray, have you seen Flash Gordon yet? Are you still stuck at five times? Oh, bro, I've told you, I have seen this movie two hundred and seventeen times. Him and Cristobal just saw it the other weekend. That's right. I'm saying, That's right. you know, when he came from my hood, from his hood, to got the dropped forest, off at the wrong hood. To my dropped hood. off at the wrong hood after watching <laughs> Flash Gordon. He's like, "Fucking take me to the place where there's Dungeons and Dragons and shit." So I can't handle this crap anymore. I, I mean, after lock and key, I'm surprised we even got to see Cristobal again. So, hey, man, look, strange things happen. Strange things be happening in these Netflix streets. <laughs> the streets of Netflix. There you go. <laughs> DJ, uh, I don't know. Did you watch Party Down when it was on originally? And do you have any thoughts on this thing? Or does this trailer have uh, interest you at all? I know. Absolutely. I knew more about Teen Wolf, the TV series and the TV show than I know about party down absolutely nothing to contribute here unfortunately sorry patrick i i I got nothing it's all right we'll hear about it i'm sure mid-afternoon tomorrow that you guys are terrible why the hell did you invite this guy on he doesn't know shit (laughs) is the theme song the andrew wk song i don't think so now it's time to party 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 hard yeah it was like on madden one year or something i think yeah you remember that song yeah one of the biggest songs of the 90s he was on snl actually uh he just wore a white t-shirt and jeans and then like that's all he does easy yeah that's all he does um by the way mr saturday night i haven't seen the michael b jordan episode yet but no very good things not yet i have not I got it. It's recorded. It's waiting for me. I was busy this morning. Did no, you see Aubrey Plaza? Did you see Aubrey Plaza last week? Did you watch that one? Oh yeah, yeah. We reviewed it on the show. We reviewed okay. it on the show. I took notes. I got to take notes on this one. Maybe next week we'll double it. one to ten. What, what would you say the show was? Last week, Aubrey Plaza and yeah. uh, and Sam Smith. Yeah. Uh, seven and a half, eight. Excellent. Oh, okay. okay. There was only there two was... bad. Two bad. Uh, there was only two bad skits. Yeah. Tony didn't get a chance to watch it, Ray, because there's this thing going on in San Antonio last night that kind of had our attention occupied. So That was a little thing, right? I wonder what that could be. That was, Maybe I, that, was that was a show Ray where we Dave, could talk about really what happened last night. Ray doesn't night. want to talk about that. I, that is the show that shall not be named, apparently. Yeah, that was kind Unless of... Unless you were on the show that, podcast that they recorded before this one. Tony and I just kind of ended up in the room. We ended up in the wrong podcast 360. Any chance to throw a number up there on that fucking tally? I'll do it. That that was, that was a visit to the wrong hood as well, Tony, but that's okay. You know, we, we like to hang out. It It felt so right. You guys can tune into the mindless wrestling podcast this week to hear the trial of PC Tony. The trial of PC. By the way, by the way, I'm sorry. Shout out. Mindless wrestling got their first uh, chair shot shirt. Go pick it up www.protestantees.com plus the chair shot or something like that. I don't know. I'm turning my forward slash the chair shot. I am turning my phone off tomorrow. (laughs) 
Yeah, you don't, <laughs> want, you don't want to listen to that. This show. Let's oh, let's man. talk the last trailer. I'm pretty sure we can all contribute to this one, though. We've been dancing around doing some of the more, you know, okay, this has got interest to certain people and not others. But Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods, came out with their latest trailer. Uh, I do believe they pushed the release date back a little bit. This is also coming out St. Patrick's Day. So on your way to pick up 2K23, stop by the movies, watch Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods. With everything going on with DC... Um, I'm not surprised they pushed this back a little bit if they did to kind of get away from quantum mania. They're like, fuck that. We need to distance ourselves from that thing a little bit. But, um, Tony, I'll go to you first. Talk to you about the Shazam two fury of the gods trailer. This, this is as lighthearted as Shazam one was. This is starting to get a little bit more serious. I would have to say, uh, what were your thoughts on this trailer? The trailer looked great. I think everybody's anticipating another well-done movie. The first one was kind of more well-received than you could imagine, actually, in in, in the midst of a lot of chaos. Um, it, everybody's like, what's going to carry forward here? It, like, this is one of the leading candidates. If you think of anything is going to carry forward into what they're actually going to be doing in the future, it would have to be this, right? I, you know, I'd like to say, yeah, but I think with DC, we just don't know. I mean, nobody's got a really good idea of where they're going, what, what, what guns influence or Saffron's influence will be on Shazam too, if any. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe, and I'm wondering maybe if they pushed it back a little bit, maybe it has something to do with that, that they're trying to tie some other aspect. Some reshoots, of, some maybe, add-ons, maybe, some add-ins, some maybe, editing. I don't know, but I, I'm pretty sure it was supposed to come out in February and now it's pushed that back to March 17th. It was supposed to come out last year. Got pushed back. Yeah, it pushed year. back so again. Pushed back multiple so times, there, yeah. there may be something afoot, uh, with, with whatever's going on with this thing. Ray, your thoughts on that? I know like uh, Aesop was saying he wasn't feeling this trailer, but then again, Aesop doesn't feel anything that's related to DC. So that's okay. Um, Ray, what were your thoughts on this trailer, man? Well, actually, so now we can really get into some stuff. Cause I got a lot of things to think about this trailer and this, this movie in general, first and foremost, I want to continue to acknowledge that Zachary Levi plays the character of Shazam fantastically. And it's Agreed. a shame that the movie does not get more of a, not a platform, but more is not more lauded among the superhero um, sphere, if you will, because of the ideology of the movie, kid superhero, right? Whatever. Um, the one problem I had with the first Shazam movie seems to be touched on in this movie, and that's that they they got to the Shazam family too fast. I thought they, that we shouldn't have got the Shazam family in the first movie. That should have been saved for the second one, because where else can you go? And then you see the daughters of Atlas come and they're like, well, you gave it to the whole damn family. We want it back. OK, I can rock with that. Plus, Helen Mirren, fine ass. That's a fine ass 70 year old woman. And uh, Lucy Liu killing it in, in the trailers. Right. Shazam. Shazam does what in most movies, what Shazam does would be called a tone problem. But it works in Shazam because of the irreverence of the of the material. Right. Because you got all these. Dr. Savannah was as serious as it gets. Hespera and whatever the other one is are as serious as it gets. And you got this dude like making fart jokes. But it works because, again, the irreverence and the nature of the uh, of the stuff. So the movie's going to be good. I don't doubt it. Um, 
two extra things real fast. Number one, it goes to show you the disappointment and how scatterbrained and how terrible a job DC's done because Black Panther, Black Panther, Black Adam was just released not even three, four months ago. And there's no nothing. And they literally wouldn't exist without the other person. So it's like, and I, I understand the idea of saving Black Adam to be the big bad down the road, but like there's not even a a mention of they, they got the same powers come from the same place. Secondly, I don't know where we're going forward down the line. Gunn and Saffron seem to have a plan. Nobody knows it, but I trust them. But if you watch all the trailers, not just this one, but all of the trailers, Shazam references, even with visual cues, uh, Momoa as Aquaman, Affleck as super as Batman, and Cavill as Superman. So this is still in that world. And Ezra as so Flash. So I wonder, Ezra as Flash, thank you. So we're, <laughs> Tony's favorite Flash. So we're still in that universe, that world. So again, I don't know if Ezra's Flash movie later on this year is going to be the actual reset, which would make the most sense. Flashpoint would do that. But we're still in that world. So are we going to get a sighting of Batman? Are we? The very first <clears throat> thing in the trailer is Helen Mirren saying the champions of this world can't, uh, can't stop us or something. She's not talking about Black Mary and Darla and all these people. She's talking about the Justice League. So just like at the end of Peacemaker where they popped up last minute, Maybe I got my money on the J- Justice League against them. Because oh, yeah. that's right. This may be a spoiler, but we're spoiler free. Godot was supposed to be in the movie. Wonder Woman is supposed to be in this movie. So, you know, I gotta figure, man. There might be reshoots going on. They 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 did something. They've done something in this delay period to kind of try and and retcon whatever they were intending to do and take it in a different direction. I don't know. DJ, they were going to the Temple of Zeus. Yeah. Right? Who's Zeus's daughter? DJ, I want to turn it over to you, man. The, the trailer for Shazam 2 Fury of the Gods. And, you know, what do you think of the trailer? You got any theories about this mess that DC's got going on right now where it's like, we cannot reset this thing fast enough, but we got all this other shit that we've invested a lot of money in. We got to get it out there. We can't lose our ass on everything. I, I could probably do an entire episode with you guys about what's currently going on with DCEU. I... Right hand to God, loved everything Zack Snyder did. Um, fully connected to the Zack Snyder universe. Um, I'm yes, here. there it is. Yeah. Everything else we've done before now has been child's Patrick play. Just, Patrick, Patrick just turned this episode off. off. He just turned you it off. You will never be back now. on this show ever again, DJ. But keep pushing, pushing awesome. that ball. Then you know what? Since this is my one... I Since this is my one and only on the bandwagon, <laughs> nerds, let me go ahead and blow the wad, get my shit in, and calm all my spots. <laughs> all right? Ah, I love it. Shazam Fury of the Gods, I'm fully on board. The first Shazam I absolutely did not want to see. When I for they first announced it and they announced Zachary Levy, I loved Chuck. But when I thought about this guy at Shazam, I'm like, what are they doing? Nah, this ain't for me. Then I saw the first trailer, and I'm like, wait a minute, this looks like fun. And we're supposed to have fun at the movies. Went and saw it in the theater. Not ashamed I did. Had some great callbacks with John Glover being his dad. Um, That was a great nerd callback for me. Love being a fan of Supernatural. And then Mark Strong always knocks it out of the park. I loved him as Sinestro in that horrible Green Lantern movie. He knocked it out of the park here again. Mark Strong always delivers. And Zachary Libby, I agree with Ray. He was Shazam. When you think of where Shazam has been in more modern... Um, modern comic books, he is still very childlike. 
um, still very child-brained and still trying to figure out that he's, he's enamored by the superhero lifestyle that he is a part of. And he's trying to reconcile, these guys are my heroes, but I'm also one of these guys. And, and Zachary Libby hit that out of the park. He really did. I was a big fan of how he portrayed that. Um, the story was fun enough and irreverent enough, but it still was a little heavy-handed with the backstory between him and his mom and his mom just abandoning him. I didn't have as big a problem. I popped for the for the Marvel family at the end. I, I really did. I, I popped for the whole thing. I'm looking forward to the second one. I think if you're going to move forward, if you're if James Gunn, you could keep Shazam on board because Shazam 1 only loosely tied to the Snyder universe. They had Superman at the end, but it was not Henry Cable. It was ambiguous as to who it was. So... There, there's a little bit of a backdoor for them to continue using him if they want to retcon a few things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, everything you just say is absolutely uh, on point. It, the uh, the DC universe is just, uh, I, I mean, <laughs> I think see see, I think all of us on this show are kind of in in, in your boat, DJ, where we all found stuff about the Snyderverse that we found enjoyable and rede- especially the Snyder cut, which. I think unanimously, all of us thought that was a massive improvement over the original one. And, mm-hmm. and I know, I know, you know, it, it's not, it's not on there in the level of rise of Skywalker or anything like that. I had, I had to throw that in there, Ray, just, you know, just, you know, you know, why. I'm saying, Hey, cause the, the last Jedi was trash, right? Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> and the force awakens was not a remake of new hope, but anyway, we're not, we're going to deviate away from that. But, uh, yeah, I, I I like the trailer. I'm I'm as curious as anybody. I know Tony and I are the big DC marks on the show, and and I think you know. And now DJ, it sounds like you're one as well. They got to yes. get they got to get this right. I, I mean, I, I don't care how they do it. They just got to get it right. They got to get this whatever Gun and Saffron's plan is. Like Ray says, we haven't seen it yet. There's rumors that it's out there and that some people have seen it. We haven't seen it yet. We really don't know what's going on. Very curious as to how, if at all this movie ties into anything that Gunn and Saffron are doing, but you got to figure maybe they're doing something with it because they keep tinkering with it. Ray, what's up before you, before you move on, uh, since DJ will never be allowed back. Yeah, I know. Too bad. It's too bad. I have a question for him and all of y'all. I've asked you guys this in some form or fashion, but I'm curious because these, DC is way different than Marvel in that with DC, there's three people you kind of got to get right. With Marvel, it's more it's more of a totality, right? Um, would you guys think that the the Gun and Saffron era is a success if they got all the secondary and tertiary characters correct, all of the um, the the non powered characters correct, all the villains correct? Not that out of the park, but they struggled with the big three. Would you be okay if Flash was fantastic, if the Green Lanterns were fantastic, if Shazam was fantastic, if they did Arrow and Canary was fantastic? I mean, all the Titans, all the stuff was great, but the Batman, Superman, and uh, Wonder Woman things are iffy. Would you still call it success? Do you mean they do those big things along with everything else and they're just not that good or they're just not paid attention to as much? No, they're they're just not good, clearly, because you've got to pay attention to Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. No, no, no. I mean, like they don't get involved in the storytelling, basically. So you're, I mean, I'm asking you, they they're actually doing it, but they do it poorly, or they just really aren't doing it. No, they're doing it, just doing it. 
Oh, then it won't poorly no, in the eyes of the fans. It could you you enjoyment you is in the eye of the beholder. It, it's you a can't do the figure. Oh. I don't have much else to say about it, but this you can't do those big characters from DC because they're the biggest characters in comic books. Right. Period. Right. Poorly and expect everybody else to enjoy everything else with that lying over its head. Yeah, Marvel. Marvel had a blank slate to work from, and and they didn't have characters like Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. They established a big three through the MCU, but when they started. You know, Thor, Captain America, Iron Man, you would never in a million years compare them to Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman. Now you can because of what, you know, the MCU has established. But I think I I think it's critical, Ray, like you're saying, and I'll turn it over to DJ since, like you said, we'll never hear from him again. But um, I think, you know, you've got to get Superman. You can't completely shit the bed with the big three. If you exceed all expectations with, say, Flash, with, say, Green Lantern. With uh, you know Shazam, with, Blue, Be- Blue Beetle, which is actually coming out this year. Yeah, I mean, if Blue Beetle exceeds all of our expectations, then you know, then, then yeah, well, I'm then, telling you, Blue Beetle's gonna be fantastic. But it's really perfect. Yeah, I, I think you know it goes a long way if you establish these secondary <laughs> characters and make them like important. Yeah, Chris, Chris, I, I can hear somebody like Tony saying, "But he's not blue. He's navy. He's indigo." I don't really like navy bean soup either. DJ, I'm going to turn it over to you. Salvage this this nonsense here. So, I'm not sure I'm going to salvage anything. I'm actually going to double down on my never going to be on this podcast ever again. Awesome. By, say, oh, by saying Zack Snyder already got the Holy Trinity right. Between Ben Affleck as Batman, between Henry Cable as Superman, between Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, you are not topping that. If I'm James Gunn, you shelve those three characters for the next 10 years. You absolutely yeah, yeah. do not stop. You do not touch them because you're going to run into a situation like you did with Brandon Routh. And part of the problem is with these goddamn fans, and I'm going to I'm going to go off the rails here a little bit. The fans, oh God, the fans ruined it. We're on Henry Cable because for a lot of people, that's not my Superman because it was darker. It was morally gray. It was all these things. We want our Superman. Goddamn, Brian Singer and Brandon Routh gave you the Superman you say you wanted. Back in the early 2000s. And you guys shit on that one too. So the next guy that takes the you know, the S in the cape, you're going to shit on him by default because he's not Henry Cable. Okay? I, I am a big lover of Brandon Routh as far as, as his character and the portrayal of Superman. He was as close yes. to Christopher Reeve as you were possibly going to get. He got burdened with a stupid story. And I think that's yes. where that's where Superman Returns went off the. It wasn't Brandon Routh's fault. It was a lot of other shit that went on with that movie that derailed it. Um, and you know we're not going to touch the Kevin Spacey thing with a ten foot pole. He who shall not be named. But yeah, I think you've got. I agree, DJ. I don't think they're going to listen to you because Gunn has already said I've got a new idea for Superman and I want to recast him. I think it, they're playing with fire. I, and I've, said, I've said before that you know maybe you bring these guys back like like Marvel has brought back so like Toby Maguire, Andrew Garfield, maybe somewhere down the line you bring back a different Henry Cavill as Superman or Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. I don't know. I, I think it's it's there in a no win situation, but clearly he wants to take on the challenge and the hell with the consequences. And there may be many. I just want you to know that Dave is such a big Superman fan. He got the S tattooed on his chest, full size. Yeah. So no. like, it's like the, it's so. Like, it's no, like, no, he did. His wife just shaves it into his chest yes, here once. That's right. It's like that commercial where the guy with the Bengals 
stuff. He's, in the, he's in the emergency room and he says, I used the wrong paint. I used the wrong Superman paint, man. It's permanent now. <laughs> Is that like an Idris, Idris Anofi WWE tattoo? What about Dog, real quick? That is hilarious. Oh, that, is yes. that not the shit right there? <laughs> you knew we were going to shoehorn some wrestling in here. Got a 2K23 DJ, trailer, man. DJ, uh, 30 seconds, Robert Pattinson's Batman. Terrible movie. <gasps> I, I don't even need 30 seconds, brother. Really? Three seconds. I absolutely, I have not gone back and watched it. The only good I thing about that was the Penguin. I thought it was the dete- the Batman detective movie we've all wanted. I never wanted a Batman detective movie. I'm in the minority. All right. 30 seconds and done. Wow. Sealing his fate <laughs> as far as never coming back on this show. <laughs> Patrick loved the Robert Pattinson Batman. I so. tripled we, down. We'd like to you back on mine. Listen, that's your show. Yeah. <laughs> you just got kicked off your own show. <laughs> all right, fellas. I think we've, uh, let's leave the trailer park. Let's take our first commercial break. Uh, at this point in time, Tony, you want to let people know, no, no, no more banjos. Let people know where people can get their hands on some very important chair shot merch. We are on the road to WrestleMania. It is WrestleMania season. We're not talking about the rumble. Fuck you, Ray. Sorry, but you know, wow. You had to throw fuck you. Wow. I just had. You're only making it worse for me, Dave. I know. So malicious. Goddamn. Well, it's because we dropped Cristobal off at the wrong hood, and we set this whole thing ablaze. And now, you know, we got to get it back on track. So, my goodness, Tony, let people know where can they check out some chair shot merch on the road to WrestleMania. Oh, you know, I love you, Ray. I got to give you some shit. You and I had Dallas on our '70s list, so we are villains number one while man. you're listening to chair shot radio network why don't you go ahead and head on over to pro forward slash the chair shot pick yourself up a chair shot t-shirt get it in soft style your epidermis will thank you feels so good resting on your giblets as patrick would say that's pro forward slash the chair shot it's wrestlemania season you gotta have a cool t-shirt pro forward slash the chair shot Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. All right, fellas, we are back from our first commercial break. We are going to talk about some news, and some of this came from our good friend. I'm giving, I'm busting Ray's balls, but he is the man, the myth, the legend, and a valuable source of resources. Um, talk a little bit about the Oscars and and the fact that unlike last year, where you know we we all I distinctly remember the episode that we all had last year talking about whether the Oscars were just a complete and dismal failure and whether anybody was watching it, and then Will Smith slapped the shit out of Chris Rock and kind of redefined what the Oscars are all about, but. Instead, though, we got the list of nominations for the Oscar Awards this year. And guys, um, nerds are getting a little bit more 
recognition i would say than we have in the past with these oscar nominations uh, what everything everywhere all at once which i know i saw it i liked it I, I don't like it as much as i know patrick and Aesop do i thought it was a very good movie it's something that you have to watch multiple times to kind of catch everything that's going on that's leading the way with oscar nominations which is unheard of and and I know Top Gun, a movie we also discussed, also nominated for Best Picture, Avatar, Way of Water, which I think has exceeded two billion now worldwide. You're, I want to turn it over. Let's let's give it to DJ first, man. Um, talking about the Oscars and and this 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 year especially, where you've got some stuff that is in our wheelhouse, things that we love, things that we enjoy, getting more recognition than it normally does. Is this is this a a trend in the right direction or what do you think about this? I think it does. I think historically the Oscars have always been a, a circle jerk for the indie house movie. And that's been frustrating for those of us. You know, I like my big budget nerd action flicks and I always likened it to the Grammys and hard rock and heavy metal. They were like allergic to hard rock and heavy metal nominations, except for like little itty bitty subcategories. You got the same with the Oscars. Uh, I'm excited to see, you know, some some stuff that I watch uh, we'd like prominently to thank, featured. We'd like to thank Jethro Tull for not coming out with an album this year. Yeah, fuck Jethro Tull. The Grammys, Tony. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just kind of looking through this thing, uh, uh, then I'll turn it over to Ray. We're kind of go the opposite direction. Yeah, best picture. You've got everything, everywhere, all, all at once. Top Gun, Maverick, Avatar, The Way of Water. Um, a lot of, I mean, some other stuff that I haven't really, okay. Elvis, maybe. <laughs> Fablemans, maybe. Actress in a supporting role. Look at this. We got Angela Bassett for Black Panther. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Shoe in. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Stephanie Sue. How do you pronounce that name, Ray? Sue. Sue. Uh, she got nominated Everything Everywhere All at Once. So, yeah, Ray, look at that. I mean, if you're looking, look at this shit. Actress in a supporting role. Three of the five nominations are, I would say, nerd-based content. So, so first off, I don't think it's fair to call Everything Everywhere All at Once nerd-based content. Because if you look at... Sure. And it's, it's, it's a different, it's a di- absolutely a different style than usual, but over the past few five, 10 years, those kind of movies have been the movies that have been put up for, for best picture or have got a lot of, uh, of roles. The rise of Alejandro and Ritu, the rise of, um, who's one of the shape of water, not Guillermo del Toro, Toro but the other, um, spinning guy. I'm sorry. I, I'll think of his name in a minute. But like their movies have been so fantastically directed and the cinematography is so fantastic that they're up a lot. My issue with the, with the Oscars has always been this. I can understand that. Let's say let's use a movie like Black Panther. Right. I'm, I'm shocked Top Gun Maverick made it. But oftentimes the movies that make the most money don't get the nominee nominations for the bigger movies. Best picture, best adapted screenplay best actor, so on and so forth. That's why it's a shock Angela Bassett got the nod, right? So I've always thought, much like crazy tangible, it'll make sense. In, the, in, in basketball, there's MVP, where there should be an offensive player of the year too, right? So that way, you, you can differentiate the two because MVP is always going to be usually the best player on the best team, well, then what if there's a guy like Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook, who was averaging triple-double for a team that was the seventh in their conference, 
then he gets that. I don't know so who you're talking case, about there, Ray. Damn it. Oh, well, well. The streets know. Crystal Ball know. Sports entertainment and sports entertainment. Boy, go, better. go. Hey, you wiz- may be, wizard, you may be wizard, allowed back. Wizards are on a winning streak. So, anyway, sorry, Ray. Go ahead. <laughs> if I would say Bradley Bill, would that have reached better? How about Rui Hachimura? He's a Laker now. <laughs> I just picked him up, Ray. Did you? man, I had him, you bastard. Okay, makes me and I uh, ran our fantasy basketball league together. Yeah, yeah, and I I had been trying to get him, but well done. Um, but no, so you have your best picture uh, category, and then you have something to the level of biggest blockbuster, and that way everybody's happy because you can't tell me I hate this idea, and I blame people like Scorsese and these legendary directors who Asshole. have sullied the name oh, of, oh, of the comic book or the superhero genre, you can't watch Black Panther this year and tell me that ignore the... All these movies have action sequences, right? Like Oppenheimer's gonna make... gonna be... Win the, it's already won the Oscar for, for next year. Already! It ain't out yet, right? You can't tell me these movies with these action sequences... You can't watch that movie about grief and, and pain and and all of this and tell me that, oh, no, that's just a superhero movie. You can't do that. So it's like to to put them in this box and and, you know, not allow them to get the proper uh, accolades that they deserve is disrespectful to me. So, like, these, I'm sure these movies are good, but I'll never watch the Banshees of Inisherin. There's no diss. It's probably great. I'll oh, never watch all Cloud uh, and Buster. You should Front. watch it. You should watch it. It's really good. Well, it really is. Uh, shout out to Colin Colin Farrell. I'll never watch this shit, but I'm sure it's fantastic. But like all the, a lot of these movies, you'll never really watch. The Fablemans is going to be the big one, right? Because it's about Spielberg's life, and Spielberg directed it. I don't know anybody who's seen the movie, and I'm not being fun. I'm not trying to be disrespectful because. We know Spielberg's history. We know it's good. But, like, why are those the movies? Why does that be the artsy-fartsy movies that are the only ones that can get some love? It's not fair. Let me throw this over to Tunney because to double down on what you're saying, Ray, let's take a look at going to Best Picture and and looking at And, yeah, all shout-out and accolades to everything, everywhere, all at once, Top Gun, Maverick, Avatar conspicuous by its absence from this list you know she gets nominated for best actress in a supporting role black panther wakanda forever is not on this list that tony i want to ask you that seems to be a pretty egregious omission given the emotional impact of that movie and everything that was going on with uh, chadwick boseman um first off go ahead i just want to thank you for saving me for that question go ahead finish it no i'm finished I just, I just, I'm I'm wondering your thoughts on this thing. I mean, is is you know, it's you like, know, it, like what Ray, like I, everything Ray's saying, I, you know, makes sense. But it's like, okay, we've made some progress with this list, but that seems to be a pretty damning and glaring omission. I am not going to pretend like I didn't come on here and say that I was not over the moon for the movie Black Panther. I I love the movie, but the actual. Like I love, I don't know how how to really say this. Like I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good movie, but it wasn't. It was too long, um, to me. And I went over that before, so I I guess I'm okay with that, uh, to a degree. As far as 
my enjoyment goes, I can very much understand that it is something that should not have been left off of the nominations. Um, and my point really coming into this wasn't to talk about Black Panther again and, and my unpopular opinion on it, even though I thought it was really well done. And the moment of the year, as far as streaming goes, it had it had a lot of great things that happened. I just the one thing that bothered me is there it, it kind of was a little too stretched out. But that's here nor there. It, its significance and the way it was executed was was still excellent. But I mean, what about all the actors that started being in these movies, Marvel is responsible for this change is where I wanted to go when it got to me. If it wasn't for what Marvel did, if it wasn't for Robert Downey Jr. and et cetera, et cetera, actor, actress being there and what Kevin Feige pulled, everything that you're seeing now, as far as expanded Oscar nominations and involvement in what we mainly cover here is directly because of what Kevin Feige and the talent he accrued and the story he told from Marvel, period. End of story. Can I, can I make one more point real fast? Sure. The Oscars historically have always had their favorites. Like you can all going in, you there's always an idea of who's going to be this, that, and the other. But I think the nominations are so, so horrifically biased into certain movies. And here's a perfect example. All we've been hearing about, at least, I, I like I I follow the Hollywood Reporter and stuff like that. Like I pay attention to things like this. I'm I'm a little bit of a nerd when it comes to this. I watch TMZ, so you're like you're like upper class, and I'm like lower class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I yeah, drink I, my I, I drink I drink my coffee with my pinky out. Yes. <laughs> um, is all the biggest conversations about Brendan Fraser's return and turn of of the whale? I believe he won the Golden Globe, right? If he's the up for best actor, accent, by the way. Yeah, exactly. If he's up for best actor. And they got the other, the, another person who's in the whale for, up for best supporting actress. That means of your four major individual categories, you got two people in those categories. Why is that movie not up for best picture? But you got pictures in this, you got movies in the best picture that have no other nominations other than like crew stuff, like best um, achievement in sound or something. If the actors are good enough to be lauded for their individual achievements, then yeah, why but, isn't the movie up there? But but Ray, you can have of someone play a great role in something and have the movie and the overall arcing storyline not be as great as something else where everybody didn't give that great of a performance that one person did, but collectively was so much better. Completely I think it's agree. the individual versus the collective. Completely agree. However, the whale has five people in it. Well, now you the well the entire well, movie has five people. Listen, I want to tell you rows in it. No. So if two can, people are hey, up, no, two, hold on, listen, hold on, hold on. No, if two people are up for the, if two people are up for the, I'm serious. Hold on, no, I'm not playing. I'm serious. If two people are up for best actress and best supporting actor, then why can't why is the movie not looked at as good enough to be up there? It doesn't make any sense to me. So you, I'll just say this and then I'll be quiet. You can come up with statistics to prove anything. Sixty-four percent of all people know that. You're, it's all facts, but it just goes to show how how horrifically biased. I think we is. just got some Steiner math thrown at us, but I'm not sure. Or Sex Panther math. I think it might have been some <laughs> Sex Panther math as well. So. It works all the time. That's right. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me, man. Like everything, everywhere all at once has two people up for best supporting actress. And I know it's a great movie. Everybody says it's a great movie, but like it doesn't. With all that support, sense, why wouldn't it be better, right? 
It makes sense. I mean, it's nominated for Best Picture. I mean, it's 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 got it. Everything, everywhere, all at once has the most Oscar nominations. So, yeah, I I don't know. I I don't know if there's a great answer to this. I I think you see kind of a, a very slow tilt towards the Academy starting to recognize some of this stuff that like you know James Cameron shits all over it and that sort of thing. The MCU, that sort of thing, but. You know, maybe, maybe we're going to see something in that direction that they're going to start recognizing the popular opinion more than just the critical and artsy fartsy sort of opinion, like like you said, Ray. So, we'll where's see. Where's the money? Yeah, where's the money? Look at that. Uh, all that last word. I absolutely love the Avatar movies. James Cameron needs to sit down with that bullshit. <laughs> did you Did you see the uh, Way of Water? DJ? I did, and I loved it. Did you? Okay. Yeah, me too. My, I enjoyed it too. My wife and and three D. My wife needs, did not. My, I would have Tina can't handle three D. Oh yeah, I know some people like that. My wife went to see it yesterday while I was watching that that thing going on in San San Antonio, and uh, she thought it was pretty good, and and my niece and nephew thought it was pretty good as well. So yeah, it's something I'll have to check out. I'm gonna wait till it hits Disney Plus, but. Speaking of Disney Plus, streaming sort of things, uh, I think, Ray, you were the one who shared this originally, and then I kind of like got a more expanded version of this. Let's talk some most streamed stuff of 2022. Some uh, very familiar things on here. Looking at the 2022 top 15 streaming programs overall. Stranger Things. I mean, <laughs> that's uh, that is that's uh, that's my one. Of, I think that was my best streaming series of the year, if I remember, Tony, from the streamies. Um, that's, I mean, I didn't see anything better than that, but looking at other like current stuff that's on there and Canto, of course, the big, we're going to talk about streaming movies, um, <laughs> Ray's Gilmore girls reference. There you go. Uh, Wednesday, not surprising. Cobra Kai, not surprising. Um, just talking about top 15 streaming programs overall, you guys looking at the list, anything shock you or come out of uh, nowhere surprising you as far as, uh, as far as the the uh, the um, amount of streaming that we got out of this thing, uh, Ray, why don't you kick this thing off? Um, not, I'll, I'll I'll tell you this, and if I'm looking at the so just looking at the list, I contributed to like the statistics of this list more than anybody here. I mean, Seinfeld's in the top ten. Good job, Tony. That's right. All because of you, huh? All because of you. DWI influencing the uh, Nielsen ratings. Here's what I want to say. Y'all not gonna like it. Y'all keep bitching about Netflix because they take away shows too quick. But proof in the pudding is Netflix and this bitch all the time. Look at all this shit. It's all it, most of it's Netflix and other Disney Plus, one of the two. So like, and then think about it. Grey's Anatomy is still on TV, but you know what? Motherfuckers still watching it on Netflix. You know what I'm talking about? So like, the the rumors of his demise are greatly exaggerated. I mean, and then look at the streaming movies. Excuse me. Um, Adam Project, new movie. Gray Man, new movie. Um, don't look up. Nobody saw that in theaters. So basically, new movie. Like Sing Two. Netflix is tonight. Well, Sing uh, well, Sing Two was big in theaters. I saw it the, the streaming movies thing. Is like I'd love to compare that to people showing up to the movie theaters for things that ended up on streaming because it kind of just means you weren't that good of a movie if you look at them. And well, I'll I disagree even... with that only because Netflix doesn't release their movies in theaters. Well, uh, if the they other release their movies in theaters, the other ones I'm talking about. If there's a few that specifically fall into that category, 
Yeah, take a look at the top 15 streaming movies. Ray kind of mentioned it. Encanto number one, Disney Plus, Turning Red. Look how far. Look how far ahead yeah. Encanto is over everything and, else. And it, we it, talked it. about the issues with Pixar previously and Turning Red, that it wasn't released in theaters to some controversy, but here you see number two on the list. Sing 2, Moana, Adam Project, okay, Hocus Pocus 2, Don't Look Up, Frozen, Luca, The Gray Man, Zootopia, Coco, Eternals was the most streamed Marvel movie of the year which i am probably the one that was least receptive in the theater that's right, right. Well, yeah that's right like me everybody waited till the streaming that, service that, exactly that project yes. right that and the adam project people went eh, i'm not gonna go watch in the theater it's coming out on streaming that's adam why project was list. never in the theater tiny it was really no it was never released in theater no. adam project was straight it, to streaming. never mind yeah. i'm thinking of black adam my bad yeah. different adam um surprising <laughs> surprising you <laughs> white adam that's, that's Adam you're talking about. They don't all look alike. alike. Uncharted 2, <laughs> Uncharted making number 15, uh, despite the terrible reviews, that that was like, okay. That falls that, up my list. That's another perfect example of reviews don't mean shit, because I love that movie. Conspicuous I haven't by seen its, it yet. Conspicuous by its absence from this list is Aesop's favorite movie, Morbius. That, unfortunately, did not get a lot of streaming love. As, number 16. Number, number 16. 16. Was it 16? Yeah. Damn it. Um, DJ, let me let me turn it to you. Uh, you mentioned that you Eternals was something you waited till it hit uh, Disney Plus to watch. Is that correct? Yeah, there was nothing about the extra. We went through a period where we just didn't go to the movies. Like I think, other than Way of the Water, I God, what was the last movie we saw in theaters? It may have been No Way Home. We went from like Spider Man No Way Home to Avatar Way of Water. Where we took a break from the movie theater. We just didn't have time, uh, and the Eternals just didn't. It didn't sell me a ticket. And then after I saw it on streaming, it was I. Um, I liked it better the second time around. But, yeah, it just wasn't anything that dragged me to the theater. Right. Barry Keough from Eternals is in Banshees of Inner Sheeran. Yeah, I saw that. And I, I love that dude, man. The, he was playing the Joker in, really good. Uh, in, yeah. in he the had post-credit a big on Batman. He won yeah. Best Supporting for the Golden Globes, I thought. Or was nominated, at least. T- Tony, well, I- but the, the old man... And- Okay, maybe he. Okay, uh, maybe yeah. Both Shout out to Ireland. I wanted to ask Tony something because Tony made the comment when Ray first posted this list that a lot of these movies are kids' movies and 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 as well they should be and they dominate everything. Um, you know, you know, any guys see any kind of like correlation between? I mean, is it because kids are watching this like three and four and five and ten times at a time that it's kind yeah, of I mean, these Coco numbers? Absolutely. Look at where Coco Melon is. Like that, those dolls fly off the fucking shelves at fucking Target and Walmart and wherever the fuck you can get them. Like, and think about parents. Think about new parents. Think about parents. Think about second, third, fourth, fifth time parents that know the tricks. What do you do? You put your kid down. You turn the TV on and fucking get some shit done before you fucking do whatever else you got to do. Right? Yeah, that's how you get house cleaning done. You put a movie on for the kids. And like my kids, I take um, DreamWorks Monster House. Monster yeah. House didn't do shit in the theater. You know how many times I my kids it. have watched that? Yep. I, I, I lost count as to how many times my kids watched Monster House. And another thing about these show, these movies and shows is, especially the movies particularly, like the like Encanto and uh, Turning Red and all these movies, the rewatchability of these movies are super high. Yeah. Like I know my kids, I have older kids, I got teenagers, and we've watched all those movies multiple times. Multiple times. And it's because we know that we sing the songs, we know the words. It's, it, the rewatchability is really high. Whereas, like, the Adam Project, love that movie, had a blast. 
I've never watched it again. Never seen the need. I think with, yeah. with kids, you get that, that it, the content imprints on them on a much deeper level, you know, stuff like, like shark tale, which I thought was a really great movie when my kids were young, it hasn't been critically received, but my kids watch that a thousand times, you know, or, or Their brains are still growing. Exactly. So it's very impressionable. And That's this stuff true. just sticks with 100% them true for their whole life. So yeah, I'm not surprised to see that, that kids movies, Family movies, I guess we should call it, dominating the list because yeah, they're going to be. But like you said, Ray, that's a really that's a sixteen billion minutes viewed gap between Encanto and Turning Red. The point. Hold on, I just want to say one thing. The point of impressionability is like a proven scientific fact Absolutely. on children and into your teens. So yeah, one hundred percent spot on. And I don't know if bandwagon nerds was going on when the Frozen, not the first Frozen uh, phenomenon started. Where like it dominated everything, and Adina Menzel was on the radio for like seventeen months or something. To give some in- insight into why Encanto is that much above everybody else, well, we know Frozen was that high above everybody else at the time. Um, we don't talk about Bruno has surpassed Let It Go, so that goes to show you how much people love that damn movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, kids' movies are are going to be dominant, and and that's just. Im- imprinting on somebody is more than just some stupid concept in the twilight movies we'll just put it that way and we'll and we will move on at this point to talk about something else and this is something ray gave us this just this morning uh brand new uh, flex ray you should flex on this one in an interesting kind of scenario kind of turn of events ray shared some information that the boys as far as movie or series that were streamed on this last year beat out every single mcu series making the boys the most popular or most watched i guess you say superhero and i'm air quoting superhero because of what the boys is all about first thing i gotta ask dj and this will maybe determine whether you get to come back on the show or not i mean i know you've you've buried yourself enough here but have you watched the boys dj I gotta think the answer is yes here. I, I, I'm gonna need the shoot bear from the Mindless Wrestling Podcast to break out his golden shovel and bury me even further. It is on my list of stuff that I have not gotten a chance to watch. I think that all three of the other nerds here will wholeheartedly recommend binge the boys as soon as you can. It is it, it is absolutely on the list. My my girlfriend and I, like I said, between work and life and everything else, we would have to retire today and watch TV for like the next three months to catch up on all the shit we want to watch together. And the boys is absolutely in the top three of the things we want to watch. It should be number one. <laughs> Tony is number one. It should be. It okay. should be number. I don't know what the other two, and I'll tell two you or three why. are. I'll but tell you why. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. She will enjoy it as much as you do. I know she will. I absolutely can guarantee you she will. And from what I understand, you'll, you'll, about I think, it, and I feel like you'd both get enjoyment from it. If yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know well, enough I about it. I mean yet. You'll let me know. I know enough about it to understand why it would beat all the Marvel series, though. I, I just like, I mean, there's things I want to say, but I'm not because I don't want to spoil any of it for you. Um, but sure, sure. Turning to the, those of us who have seen. Yes, exactly. Tony, that's right. Gills can be played with in certain ways. Right, Ray? Uh, as we all know. So. <laughs> Ray. See now I'm roped in. Yeah. Uh Ray, you shared this article. I I I mean I'm surprised and not surprised at the same time, if that makes any sense to you. That that it's like as much as we love the boys, I can see why it is so popular. 
the MCU being on Disney Plus is a is a bigger, much bigger platform than Amazon Prime is right now. The fact that uh, that the boys is kicking everybody's ass. You surprised or not surprised, Ray? You shared this. You must have seen something I, that got your attention. I'm not. I'm not surprised for two reasons. Number one, um, the boys were coming on. That was a third season or yeah, fourth season. Third one. So there's already a built-in fan base for this particular show. Secondly, we're talking just Marvel TV shows. The three shows that came out with three of the most controversial shows Marvel's ever done. Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, and the one that people liked, nobody knew shit about, Moon Knight. And we've talked about on the show ad nauseum about the undue, ridiculous, and disrespectful, xenophobic, and misogynistic hate that Miss Marvel got and that She-Hulk got, you know, when both of those characters in those shows were extremely true to the letter of their comic books. And Moon Knight, while a fantastic show, my personal opinion, again, it's hard to rope in people when they don't know shit about the character, right? And also, this is a very small portion of this, but this is where I think the episodic weekly thing hurts them. Because the set, well, no, I'll take that back because the boys come out episodic too, but even though they release multiple episodes at the time. But I think that plays a big portion into it because if you look at this top 15 list of streaming original programs, there's no Marvel on it. But the boys are at 11 at 10.6 uh, million minutes, billion minutes viewed. Umbrella Academy is 13. Rings of Power is 15. So it's all these before you get well, to, like, I think. I mean, that one people fall asleep they gotta watch it again so a lot of it doesn't even count like it just keeps playing even though you're not watching but you're sleeping that doesn't count you're not wrong you're absolutely right um even though i know that was a good disc to rings of power because i'm all there for it um i enjoyed it okay and dave kind of i tried a little bit maybe kind of sort of um i love i love the rings of power don't don't but don't get me wrong i love that show the the highest Marvel move, Marvel show was like 4.6 billion minutes. So it was like that. It's not even close. It's not even is close. It, well, I mean, what about if you put all the Marvel together? It would kill it, though, I think. Right? Yeah, but they're like, individual maybe that's the part of shows. It. Well, just saying. I'm not. I'm, so if you that's the whole MCU argument versus doing the Iron Man trilogies as their own platform and the Captain America was his own platform. But they look at it as all MCU which is why it's the most highest grossing, whatever, whatever. I, I feel you. Yeah. I, I ain't mad at that, but just, I think those are important anecdotes to think about when you think about this discussion. Um, and I say all that and the, the first move, the first show on this list and the third show on this list are essentially about women, little girls at that stranger things and Wednesday. So, yeah, I'm trying to. Okay, let's let's see what else is on this list. Did they give the list, Ray? Where is the list? Yes, uh, number one is Stranger Things at 52 billion. Oh, that that other article. Yeah, that other article. Yeah, yeah. The, oh, I mean, I'm just talking about. So the, this is like the boys beat all the. What did they say? Book based series? Is that what they were calling this? Well, no, it can't be book based series because the crowns from a book, isn't it? Which one? Boy, really amazing that. Uh, Lock and Key didn't show up on here. Huh. <laughs> I'm blown away. Blown I'm away. shocked. Not even Cristobal could save that train wreck. It doesn't matter what hood he's in. So that's uh, it, that ain't. Going Is that show not any good? Because I've had that one on my radar too. Tony, uh, Tony, watch season go ahead. one and then stop. 
Watch season no, one and then stop. You can watch season one and two, then stop. Okay, well then watch one and two and see how much fucking sucks. Curious question: Is Sandman on the streaming list at all? No, uh, it should they, be, but it's not. They all they all loved it, right? Did you watch it, DJ? Did you watch Sandman? Uh, we're about four or five episodes in so far, and so far I'm loving it. I think it's awesome. It is. It is a great show, fantastic show. I, I yeah, unfortunately, I don't think it made. It made any mm-hmm. of the list, but yeah, I, I think, uh, like, like you're saying, Ray, the boys beating these three now, you know, we'll see what happens this year, but I think, you know, like you're saying, Ray, Miss Marvel, she Hulk and Moon Knight, uh, very polarizing. It, basically anything that Disney plus did this last year, Obi, you know, Kenobi was a very polarizing show for the point for, Good you know, point. so just a, maybe as a Disney backlash, um, but the boys is just one of those shows that it's it certainly appealing to a mature audience. Um, I, as much as I like it, I'm not sure that I would have expected it to just topple all these giants. But like, I think Ray, you raise a really good point that you are talking about three of the most controversial shows Yeah, and ri- like rings, of, but it's not, it's not exclusive to Disney because rings of power got shit on. So well, I think it's, I think it's the way we're, the way we're framing it. I think is off. It didn't topple those shows. Those shows failed to meet the mark. I think that's a more appropriate way to, to, to label it. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. So interesting stuff. The boys season four, I, we're still waiting for some more news about that. Hopefully DJ gets caught up before the boys season four comes up so he can partake in that discussion. I'm sure we'll figure out a way to get you back on the show, DJ. Don't you worry about it. So sneak me in the side door. Yeah. We're going to sneak you in with Cristobal. He's going to come in the side door as well, and it'll it'll all be good, man. It'll be perfect. So, All right, let's take our second commercial break, then we will come up and wrap up with a few more little news nuggets. Uh, you are listening to Bandwagon Nerds, which is a part of the ChairShot Radio Network right here on thechairshot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right, we're back. Let's wrap this thing up, gentlemen. Let's talk about... A couple of uh, a couple of news items that kind of came out. One of them was shared by Mr. O'Dowd, shared us with this information. We did talk at the beginning of the show about the HBO Max series, The Last of Us, and we didn't talk in any sort of detail. We have agreed that we are going to table any conversation on that until the show, all the episodes are done, which at the rate they, they come out every Sunday. But um, this show, their debut got a lot of critical acclaim. Uh, the second episode, a little bit more controversial. The gamers out there weren't happy with some deviations that were made. Shocking. We deviated from canon, and now people are pissed about it. But aside from that, the show has been already, I mean, <laughs> after one episode has come out, already been renewed for a second season. Um, turn it over to, let's go to Tunny first. To Tunny, or not Tunny, you want to go to DJ? Well, DJ stepped away. <laughs> All right, we'll go to go. we'll go to Ray first. Ray, I, I don't know. We talked about this last week a little bit. Did you play the game? Have you watched the show? Are you surprised that it's already been renewed for a second season? Didn't mean to triple up on questions for you there. No, good just... questions. I'll answer them in order. First question: No, I didn't play the game, and I didn't play the game because I am a massive proponent proponent of the Walking Dead games, the Telltale the series. The Telltale. Okay. Clementine is maybe my favorite video game character ever. 
I think she's fantastic. And I think if they ever did a, a Walking Dead show with Clementine as the star and with Lee and go from there, I think it'd be the biggest show on television. And that's that may be biased there. But and so The Last of Us felt like a a a, a low budget, not low budget, but like a, a a offshoot of that that wasn't appealing to me. Fast forward to watching the show, and I am one of the biggest Walking Dead fans that have existed. I love the show. I still I, I watch it to this very end. I already think Last of Us is better. And I think it's better for one particular reason. They gave me the fucking reason why shit's happening in the very first show. That was... I, I, so you, oh, wa- you watched the first episode then. Did you see the second I watched, one? Well, I watched, watched the first two, yes. Yeah, yes. And, and it's easy to... I know, because I played the game. And I know that they stayed massively true to the game in the in the first episode. And, mm. and it's easy to say, oh, another zombie apocalypse. or But that's really not what's going on here this is zombies no it's it's not traditional zombies in the way i don't want to give it away because i don't know if dj's seen it uh, and i'm sure tony hasn't excuse me but um i just that was the one thing that irked me about walking dead like i can understand saving it the first couple of seasons and they did the cdc episode where the dude told them we already all have the disease cool at some point by the time the series ended i needed to know why the shit was going on right Never got it. First episode. And it is such, it's really scary because the reasoning is a realistic reason that could actually happen in real life, which is why it's so dope. So that. Also, Pedro Pascal and uh, whatever my girl Ellie's real name is. Amazing. So to answer the question, no, I'm not surprised that it's already renewed because the numbers, the ratings, the streaming, streaming numbers, and man, the the reviews and the number of people talking about this shit, you'd be stupid not to do it, right? Right now, Warner Brothers needs a win, dog. And right now, Last of Us is a win for them. So double the fuck down while you can. I ain't mad at it. This is uh, the first great video game adaptation. I mean, we've talked about it on the show ad nauseum, the fact that video game adaptations in movies or series tend to fall not just flat, but like flat on their ass badly. This one is the exception to that, obviously. DJ, have you same questions for you? Have you played the games? Have you watched the shows? Do you are you surprised that there's a renewal already for Last of Us? The first game is in my top two favorite games of the last 10 years. Absolutely loved the story. Have not watched the show yet, but one thing I did like about the game is again, you guys said it's a zombie game, but it's really not. And I assume because the show is staying so close to the source material. I love the survival aspect of the game, the human story behind it all. You know, Joel trying to protect this girl as a surrogate daughter, given the fact that, and again, we're spoiling maybe a little bit for some people, but if you've played the game, given how the game started, um, that's that's the kind of stuff I'll get into. It's definitely on the list. Again, it's it's a get around to it type of thing, finding the time for it. Yeah, it's. I, I'm going to sit down and make some time to watch it. I got some other shows. I'm trying to finish House of the Dragon. Tony recommended that. Love that show, Tony. Oh, I've got two episodes yes. left. I'm almost there. Fan fucking everything that people bitched about the end of Game of Thrones, they righted the ship with this. So far, it's one season. But House of the Dragon is badass. It's awesome. Tremendous show. Tony, you know, I know you've talked about it. One of the things you asked me was how long is each episode? I said the first episode is an hour and 20 minutes, which I know is about at least 20 minutes over your limit, Tony. But, you know, 
I'm just kidding. I, and I know you haven't played the game, and I know we're probably going to watch this, but does, does the fact that it's already been renewed for a second season, does that make you more inclined to watch it, or are you just kind of like where you were after you heard the first batch of reviews come in? I'm a very much, like, love at first sight kind of guy. Either it it's turning me on to make something happen with it, or I just don't want anything to do with it. And this really wasn't cranking my cheese wheel, but we're going to cover it. So I'm going to watch Yes, and I'm going to love it uh, because of what I've heard. It's just, it's one of those genres that I'm not into. So maybe this will get me into some more of that. But if we cover it and we are, I'm going to have to put in a plan in place for me to watch it. Um, and I'm guessing I'll like it, but it's just really something I wouldn't watch if we weren't covering it, to be honest with you. Interesting you say that. I don't care for zombie movies and things like that. Like, I watched, what was it, 28 Days Later. And 28 Days Later had this huge hype to it. I'm like, okay, let me watch this and see what the hype is about. Watched it in the first half an hour. I'm like, holy crap, this dude wakes up alone in a hotel or in a hospital bed. There's no one else around. The first 20 to 30 minutes of that is pretty, just the the concept of that is scary. And then it turned into a fucking zombie movie. I'm like, okay. And I checked out for the last half of 28 days later, didn't see 28 weeks later. And if there's another one after that, I don't even know about it. I was the same way with the walking dead. I'm like, I'm not watching a zombie show. It's not my thing. And then I watched it. And again, I'm more into the human character aspect of it and the survival end of it. And that's why I'm looking forward to the last of us because of the, because of the gameplay and the story in the game itself. Yeah, that like, was the beauty of The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead is not a zombie show. Zombies exactly. Just well, the no, background like, of the show. Yeah, the, right. the walkers become background noise, very dangerous background noise around, like, what, season four. You start yeah. to get, once the governor shows up on the scene, then The Walking Dead tra- goes in this different direction. And it's more about the, the people are the bigger threat than the dead at that point. The yeah. dead are manageable. By about season three, they're manageable. They're there, and they're always at a risk. But it's the people who are a bigger problem. But yeah, I, 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 Last of Us definitely high on my list. Uh, I plan, I plan on watching that, is so that we can get ready to discuss it. But I, you know, when you get a show like with buzz like this, it doesn't surprise me that HBO Max is already doubling down and say, like you said, Ray, we need a win. This is a win. Let's. let's you seen the, you seen the second episode, right? No, I haven't seen either of them yet. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Thanks, Ray. Just you know. <laughs> All right, I'll check it out. Ray Ray knows I'll watch it. If Ray's recommending it, I'll watch it. Now let's turn to last news topic we want to talk about. Kind of disappointing news. It's also HBO Max related. Uh, Ray's talking about HBO Max needs a win. This would not qualify as we got news this week that season four of Titans and season four of Doom Patrol are the end of the road for both shows. Both shows have been canceled. Doom Patrol is a show that we have covered on this show forever since season three and season four you know and 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 that thing titans we haven't talked about ray ray got me into titans i'm like still in season two i'm still kind of going through that but it's just you know one of those things like tony like dj said where do you have the time to fit in all this stuff but still titans and people online are like i don't care so much about titans but doom patrol bums me out i don't necessarily agree with that but ray i know i'm going to turn it to you first on this one because these are both shows near and dear to our hearts your mm-hmm. thoughts on this? This cannot be considered a win on any level by HBO Max or WB. Um, both shows are kind of in, in that mid-season thing, which raises mm-hmm. the ante for the back half of season season four for Titans, the back half, and for Doom Patrol. Now take on an entirely different feel to it that you know this is the end. 
And your thoughts on that, Ray? So I'm surprised and thankful Doom Patrol got four seasons because the type of, of, of content that is, is something that you really have to be willing as a, as a platform to say, just go ahead and do it. And they literally have let them do, I mean, you know, uh, uh, man eating butts and, uh, gender queer streets. And it's the most random shit you could think of is on Doom Patrol. And you know what? It works. Don't know how, but it does. So I'm really thankful they got four seasons because that's the type of show you get a season, maybe it's gone. They got four seasons. I'm cool with that. Titans is the one that bothers me because Titans has so much you can pull from. Like, we've done all the stuff on Titans, and we haven't done the terror story. I know Deathstroke is technically dead. Eh, whatever. I know it's a spoiler. It's technically dead. But, like, that's the Titan story, right? Can I ask you something, Ray, before you go on? Had they done, yes, did they do the Judas contract? In that's the, what I'm talking about, Terra. Okay. No, they didn't gotcha. do the Judas contract. Gotcha. No. Yeah, and that's the, the one thing people know about Titans, besides the big-ass T, is that story. They didn't do that. Teen right? Titans go to the movies. That Well, which was actually a fun movie. It was. Um, Eddie George. Uh, oh, shut the fuck up. I got that. Um, but no, so yeah. Um, it's, but it's got so much more on the bone. Um, but if we are revisiting everything, everything up, I get it. Titans wasn't supposed to make it to season two. When they moved it from when DC, when DC Universe app ended. So all these shows started on DC Universe app. Titans wasn't going to be renewed. And they're like, no, nah, we'll go ahead and bring it back another season. And they got two more. So, again, I'm thankful. You you talk about I put you on Titans. I'm telling y'all. Y'all don't want to believe me. Y'all think I'm crazy. Young Justice is the best superhero show ever created. It's not even. It's, it's, it's number one and there's no number two. It's that good. It's that good. That's it, another show that uh, I got to check out. DJ, you were applauding Ray with Young Justice. So you can comment on that. Also wondering, have you seen Doom Patrol? Have you seen Titans? Your thoughts about both of these shows ending after the four seasons? Um, have not seen either one of those two. Again, it's another get around to it type of things. No, not any particular reason other than time constraints that I haven't seen them. Tony, would you put Doom Patrol at number two, right behind the boys? Uh, yeah, yeah, it depends on what's on his list, honestly. I love Doom Patrol, but honestly, we're going to get to me, and I'm going to tell you that I'm glad this is going to be the last season. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, we're going to skip Tony and go back to DJ and have him okay. talk about talk about these shows a little bit more. Uh, young Justice, and absolutely enjoyed it. Not watched the latest episodes of that. I did want to ask, Ray, have you seen, did you see, and it only lasted for like one or two seasons, Legion of Superheroes? On CW? I believe it was CW. It's the one where they brought Superman forward in time and they had two different versions of Superman. They had one that kind of was like long hair. They had an updated version of Brainiac. Did you ever watch that one? This was recently, right? No, no, no. We're going back about 10 or 12 years ago. It was an animated one. No, it's really, if you can find it, it, I don't, it was a TV show. It was an animated TV show. It only lasted for like a season or two. It was really freaking good. They, the, um, there was like basically the Justice League of like the 30th century or some shit like that. And Brainiac was the league or the lead. And they, they needed a Superman, but the one they had was kind of corrupt. 
So they went back in time and and dragged forward a young um, Clark Kent and brought him forward in time. It's really good. Like it really is an underappreciated and mostly forgotten animated show from like the uh, the early two thousands. All of DC animation is amazing. It's a masterclass. Why they can't get that to live action? I have no idea. But My friend and I have been saying that for years. Yeah. Let the people who are running the animated department run the fucking movie department. The problem yes. is you still got to get the casting right, and they haven't done that. And, and right. that's that's the problem with DC. Legion of Superheroes, Tony. That's an Arrowverse show, right? Right. That's an Arrowverse. Show, one of the Arrowverse. No, not Legion. You're thinking of superheroes Legends of tomorrow. Of tomorrow. Of tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, Legends that's of Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, but. Getting back to the topic on hand, I apologize. Um, The fact that these two shows are being canceled does not surprise me. James Gunn made a statement here about a month or so ago that they were going to, the plan is to have a cohesive uh, movie, TV, and animated universe. Like there's supposed to be synergy between all three. So anything that they, from today moving forward, they don't consider as canon is going to get phased out. Right. Right. And and I think Gunn had to cut because people were jumping down his throat saying that this is your fault that these shows were canceled. And he had to go on Twitter saying this was already in the works before I even took over. So don't blame me for this shit. Um, so, Tony, you said you're 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 glad that both. Sh- and I don't know if glad's the right word, but you're OK with both shows ending after four seasons. I, I did want to add on double down on something with you. Greg Berlanti is responsible for the Arrowverse. He's responsible for both of these shows. Um, he's going to be freed up right now. Do you see Gunn bringing him into the mix to help him with some? Because we've seen how he can keep together a multifaceted universe with the Arrowverse. And I know we mentioned that earlier that I thought maybe he would be a good choice to take over DC. Do you think uh, this uh, might lead to something? I'm a firm believer of the phrase actually applies to a lot of different Uh, parts of whatever you're doing is too many cooks in the kitchen is not a good thing. I think you can already learn from the work he's done. Right. I mean, it's what, what else is there to learn? Right. If, if I guess if, if, if he would be, let himself be made available for any questions or something, or maybe pick his brain a little bit, but like more than that, I don't think it's necessary. I think that can stand on its own. I think I'm okay with that. Um, it's Grant Gustin, man fucking him and, and Stephen Amell just knocked that shit out of the park. Um, I, I don't know that anybody's any two males have played better male characters on television in, in any comic book series. I, I can't really dispute that at all, but, uh, Ray, I can. Okay. Ray, go ahead. You're talking about better comic book people on a TV show than Grant Gustin and Stephen Amell? Those, that was what, what the statement was? And we're only talking live action. We're not talking like commit, like um, right? I'm, I'm, I'm making sure the parameters so I can answer the question correctly, right? Is that a yes? Or is Tony, Tony saying yes, yeah. I'm a Baptist, I'm a Baptist, I'm a son of a Baptist preacher. That means like receive or pass, you can come into the church. I don't know what that means. Come, come into the church, Ray. Um, okay. Uh, I gotta think about it. You can't go back to the 70s and say, Bill Bixby is a Hulk. That doesn't count. Oh, there you go. Uh, Adam West. Boom. There you go. Lee Major, $6 million man. We'll be talking about him when the 70s project, that 70s project resumes. But uh, Ray, DJ, you got any final thoughts on this on this thing? You know, does uh, 
we talked about it. You know, I don't know what this leads. I don't know if, if this leads Greg Berlanti to have a lot of free time to come into the DC universe and start writing shit. I don't know. What do you, what are you guys thoughts on this before we, before we exit this uh, endeavor? So to make this point, I'm going to have to get my 1990s RB voice. Are you going to try and you know, this? Are you bringing back the total package, Ray? Is that what we're doing right total here? Total package. No, not bringing back total package. That's why I never come back because Carl doesn't want to record anymore. Hi, Carl. Um, just your seductive voice, man. It's but the, the reason I'm using the sorry, go ahead. Seductive voice is to remind you that sometimes when you love somebody or something, you got to let them go. You got to move on because you're only going to get something back. And if they come back to you. That means it was for you. So maybe Doom Patrol has to go. Maybe Titans got to go. But when they come back to us in five years with different actors or Greg Gustin or somebody of the, of the like, it'll be even better. And then we'll just love them some more then. But you got to let them go. Why does Ray sound hey, like hey. a... Ray sounds like a softer version of Mr. T or something right there. I, mean, just... <laughs> I paid it before. <laughs> yes. DJ, you got any final thoughts on this thing, man? One thing I'd be interested to see is five, ten years down the road, if DC decides to play in the multiverse, if we can bring some of these actors and actresses back to portray these roles one more time. Like, not unlike, you know, uh, Spider-Man, No Way Home with Tobey Maguire. Um, Definitely, obviously, Henry Cable will still be young enough. Um, Ben Affleck will be in a wheelchair at this point. Um, so you know, we've, we've got some room to play. Steven will stay young. The guy will be in shape until he's 90. So I, that's what I'm interested in at this point. If they move forward, recast everybody, I'll live with it. I'm a nerd. I'll probably go see it. Um, I, I've yet to see. a. I watched Meteor Man in the theater. I've never seen a bad superhero movie. Legit. I've seen some bad superhero movies. Shout out to Robert Townsend. Yes, Maybe. sir. Robert Townsend, oh Bubba. God. But I have, in my heart, I've never seen a bad superhero movie, even if I thought the movie was shitty. Did so you, I'll watch what they... DJ, did, have you seen Morbius? Not yet. There, there. <laughs> hey, am I going to break the? Am I going to break the streak? That might break the streak, buddy. No. <laughs> it sucked. Was it that bad? It's not a superhero movie, though. It sucked. Get Aesop, okay, was get it Aesop not Aesop a superhero the, movie, or was it, was it not a superhero movie in the way that The Watchmen was not a superhero movie? Morbius isn't a superhero. Morbius, it, 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 is, it, it is a superhero genre, but it's not a superhero movie. Okay, well, I'm not watching it for a superhero movie. I'm watching it to see if it's as bad as everybody says it is at this point. Um, yeah, <laughs> I no. wish we get Aesop on the, on the line right now. Just, just, just Oh my goodness. Just, yeah. Message Aesop. <laughs> a- Aesop would just come on for like one second and say, fuck off. And then he would get off. It would take 10 minutes for you to read the DM. He'll send you on why it sucked. That's, that's true. <laughs> and why he, this, why this he was forced to see it multiple times. It's just tragic, tragic story, but wow. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that might be your that might be like your Undertaker streak break breaker. Morbius could be your Brock Lesnar. See what I did there, Ray? You see uh, that? Brock Lesnar, who also happened to be in San Antonio for some reason yesterday. Some some mm. reason. Some. some look at him. He's over there itching. 
Like like he's got psoriasis or something. He's itching to talk about it. <laughs> it's like <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, don't leave, Tony. It's okay. <laughs> Okay, Dave Chappelle thing. <laughs> Come on, baby, sign the treaty. No, anyway. <laughs> All right, I think that on that note, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Bandwagon Nerds. Thank you guys so much for being a part of the show. Let's go around the horn, DJ. You first. You are our guest. Whether you're not, you ever come back to the show? Who knows? But let people know where can they check you out on the interwebs and social media and the Chairshot Radio Network. All right. First of all, I am on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast on the Chairshot Radio Network, where we encourage you to always use your heads. You can find me on Twitter at the Mindless Pod, and you can find us on YouTube, the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. Thank you so much, DJ, for coming on the show. It was a pleasure having you on to talk nerd stuff with us. Ray S. Cashington Esquire, the 14th. Where can people find now? I've upgraded you. Where can people find you on the interwebs, social media, and the Chairshot Radio Network when you're not you te- theming for Rumble reviews? You technically didn't upgrade me. It made me a whole lot younger <laughs> with the 14th, but thank That's you. That's all right. Um, We're saying would do at- that for me. Shit. Oh, David Ungar the third. Yeah, that'd be good. I'll take it. Um, uh, Sir David of Ungar. Uh, no, I'm I'm at It's Ray Cash, R-A-Y's Mysterio, C-A-S-H, as in dollars, where uh, Patrick can find me and I can get an angry DM from him on Monday afternoon. It's coming. Tony, where can people check you out on the social media networks, the Chairshot Radio Network, the interwebs, all that fun stuff? Follow me at PC Tony and uh, continue to listen to everything Chairshot Radio Network, sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. We got you covered. And as far as me, you can find me on Twitter at Attitude Ag. That is at Attitude A-G-G. Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. Remember, also, follow us on Twitter at Bandwagon Nerds. And, of course, send all of your hate tweets to at It's Me DPP. Yes! Fuck that guy. Gotta make sure that we get all that straightened out. (laughs) That'll do it for this episode of Bandwagon Nerds, ladies and gentlemen. Now, until next time. We might have something special planned for next week. We've got to talk about that. Until then, get up out of the basement. Get some sun. Watch The Last of Us. Don't watch Morbius. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you again. This is another edition of Bandwagon Nerds. See, I'd never vote for George Bush Jr., but I don't know George Bush Jr.'s politics. The only thing I know about George Bush Jr. is that that guy sniffed cocaine. That's right. 
Now listen, we cannot have that shit in the White House. That might be fine for a mayor, but goddamn it, not in the White House. The stakes are too high in the White House. Can't have no coke-head president. Mm-mm. He be selling nuclear secrets for twenty, thirty dollars and shit. He be in meetings embarrassing America. Come on, sign the treaty, baby. I suck your dick. Like what the? Uh, Mr. President, that is not how we do business here, sir. Stop sucking the ambassador's dick. <laughs> no, let them finish. I will sign the treaty. There will be peace in Israel, finally. <laughs>